Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Thank you for being with us one more time. Jenny Rosales with Voces en Acción. Good afternoon, good day, whatever you are. Bringing you the latest information about our community in Conroe, Montgomery, Alabama, Texas, and all over the world. And today I'm honored having one of the greatest organizations I've ever read. I, I cannot believe these people work so hard. And it's in my in my sensitive area where what I what I that's why I love and I want I wanted you guys to listen from them directly. That there's people that really care for youth, people that are working daily with our youth, and we have to thank them daily for that type of job. Because basically, believe me, if you have, if you're a homeowner and you're married and you have kids, you know what is dealing with kids. And eventually, from the ages of 12 all the way to the ages of 18, how bad they can be and how good they can be. So right now, I have I have the honor of having uh, with us um, Gulf Coast Trade Centers. And they're here in our community in northern, uh, a little bit further north in 945, passing Willis, around Willis, am I right? And they've been for 50 years with the community. That means they have been working with the community for 50 years. And they have uh, a Raven school. That's the name of the school they have. And they work with kids that are troublesome, troublesome kids. Mm -hmm. They're recovering kids that are in bad shape and they just shape them and they send them back as human beings with normal attitudes like us. <laughs> I have Mr. Munoz, he's the uh, director, um, Jody Munoz, and I got Miss Maritza um, Cavazos. Sí. So, ahora voy a hablar en español. Ay, buenas tardes, buenos días. Donde quieran que usted esté, gracias por estar con nosotros, por unirse nuevamente a Voces en Acción. Acuérdense que nosotros estamos aquí para poderle dar a usted la información correcta referente a las cosas que pasan en la comunidad, las organizaciones que están trabajando con nosotros, que están eh, desarrollando la comunidad y uniéndola. Este, hoy tengo el gusto de tener con nosotros al centro de... Eh, de, de Trade Show, sería trade, trade, serían Centro de Asistencia, Golf Coast, pero lo que hacen es que ellos ayudan y, y, a, y enseñan eh, el, el, lo que es este eh, trabajos, trabajos de manuales, trabajos de trade para jóvenes con problemas, este problemas desde adicción hasta problemas de, de todo tipo de problemas. Ellos tienen 50 años con la comunidad. Están al norte, cerca de Willis, y están con nosotros hoy día. El, el director, el señor Johnny eh, Muñoz, está con nosotros, y la señora Marisa Cavazos, la señorita Mar Marisa Cavazos, que ella está trabajando arduamente con los jóvenes directamente. Ella es vocadora, vo vocacional. Ella trabaja con los jóvenes, and I respect you, girl. Yo la respeto porque, porque es mucho trabajo lo que hacen. Johnny, I'm sorry. Este... The first thing I usually get from everybody that sits in my table is, mm -hmm. who are you guys? Yeah. Like, your personal life, because, you know, Hispanic people oh, no. tend to find <laughs> out, oh, estás casado, tienes hijos, you know, they want to know everything about you. So that's the first thing I do. And I, what makes you be part of Gulf Coast Trade Centers? Yeah, well, um, my, uh, Johnny Munoz, I was born and raised in this area. Okay. Uh, born in... Uh, 
uh, Conroe, Texas here. Okay. And uh, my family's, uh, my dad's family, the Munozes, are from Conroe. Longtime okay. family here in Conroe. Um, my uh, my dad worked for the Conroe Courier here for many many years. Uh, my uncle Ellis Munoz was a, uh, a local attorney okay. here in Conroe, and 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 my grandparents uh, lived here in Conroe for many years. So for many you're years, native so Conroe. native native to Conroe in this area. <laughs> uh, Grew up in the New Waverly, Willis area uh-huh. that way. And uh, as I moved through my education and into the career, I studied criminal justice. And, wow. And, and had a interest in uh, uh, going to work in, in that field. I always wanted to be in law enforcement was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, I got to start out working at Gulf Coast Trade Center oh. almost by accident. Uh, I needed a job, and the job was open. Wow. So I, I took a job there. Uh, left and went into law enforcement and and did that for a while but something brought me back to Gulf Coast and and it's just the work that that we do out there helping young people and and uh, you know like you said it, it's something that's very important it's, it's very it's very much a community service that we're doing out there a lot of people uh, look we are helping youth but you know it's also a community service because we're we're turning out a product which is a a productive citizen okay. instead of a troubled youth, Let right? me translate everything. I'm going to do a globalization, what you tell me. <laughs> Vamos a comenzar ahorita con el señor Johnny. El señor Johnny es el director del programa eh, eh, de Gulf Coast uh, Trade Center. Es una escuela, es un centro comunitario, es todo en uno. Ellos trabajan mucho con los jóvenes y él... Es nativo de aquí, de Conroe. Él nació aquí, se crió en el área de Weberly, hacia arriba del norte. Él estado aquí con su familia, su abuelo, su familia. Los Muñoz son una familia que tiene muchos años aquí en el área de Conroe. Y él eh, dice que toda su vida le gustó lo que es la parte criminal. Estudió este, criminalidad en la universidad, se graduó. Y comenzó a trabajar con Gulf eh, Coast Trade Center, pero se salió y se fue a trabajar con la, con la policía. Y se salió de allá, estuvo trabajando un tiempo y regresó de nuevo para Gulf Coast Trade Center. Y ahora es el director, está trabajando con ellos. Y dice que lo que es impactante es que eh, la gente piensa que solamente para trabajar con jóvenes. Ellos hacen más que trabajar con jóvenes. Y ahorita vamos a hablar con Marisa. Amigo Marisa, ella nos va a decir claramente exactamente qué es la posición de ella, cómo ella trabaja y por qué lo hace. Y eh, como digo, básicamente es más que solamente educar a los jóvenes y pulirlos, sino que hay muchas cosas envueltas y eso es lo que ellos nos explican. Marisa, tell me about you now. Okay. Um, my name is Marisa Cavazos. I was not born in Conroe. I was born in Dallas. And then I moved over here to go to school in Sam Houston State University where I graduated my bachelor's in psychology and criminal justice. Um, and then, you know, after graduating with my bachelor's, I needed a job and Gulf Coast Trade Center was there for me. Um, I started off at Gulf Coast Trade Center. I just moved my way up. Um, right now, I am the crisis mental health specialist wow. um, on campus. So I went back to get my master's in um, clinical mental health counseling, and I just graduated in December of 2022. I know. I'm so um, happy. <laughs> but, you know, my why behind Gulf Coast Trade Center and a, a placement, a, a work that has given me so much in return is my why are those students you know I've worked there for five years and a lot of time I found that their voices weren't being heard they weren't being listened and a lot of the time whether whatever environment they came from their families drugs gangs they needed a voice 
they needed someone to just hear them without judgment. And so my why are those students. I would not be the counselor associate that I am now if it was not for them, if it was not for Gulf Coast Trade Center. I had no clue I wanted to be a counselor until wow. working at Gulf Coast Trade Center. Man, you got her hooked <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, les puedo decir una cosa. Marisa es a jack of all trades. I, I, Marisa, you're, how old are you? I am um, a good 28. God bless you. You're so, your baby. Es una muchacha que es, ella no nació acá, ella se crió en el área de Dallas, me dijiste. Sí, y básicamente estudió, se fue a la universidad, San Houston State University, mm -hmm. se graduó con consejería y al mismo tiempo con, era psicología, psicología sí, y consejería. Sí, en psicología o sea, y luego fui otra vez. A terminar el máster en, en sí. mental health. Entonces, mm -hmm. Ella estudió Salud mental. Ella tiene una maestría en salud mental, señores, esta muchachita. Y lo que la llama a ella la atención y lo que la guía a ella a trabajar con Cold Coast Trade Center es que ella quiere ser la voz de todos esos jóvenes, todos esos muchachos que por X o B motivo, su crianza no fueron perfectas, su, su, su ambiente no fue perfecto, pero ellos necesitan ser escuchados y nadie los escucha. Y eso es lo que necesitamos en este momento en Montgomery County. 30 de ellas. 40 de ellas. ¿Por qué? Porque tenemos un problema de, de salud mental severo en Montgomery County. Y estos, este centro se encarga de no solamente residencial, consejería, eh, asistencia de casos de, de manejo, educación vocacional y transitoria. Eh, tienen de todo. De todo, tienen... My God, you guys work 24-7. Mm -hmm. Sí, do. y sí tenemos que te trabajar 24-7. Están trabajando 24-7. alguien allí con los estudiantes. Residenciales. En, sí. Ok. Y si era COVID, allí estuvimos. Si es <gasps> hielo, todavía estamos allí. No, wow. no hay un día que nadie esté allí con los I need to go over there. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> because, because, you know, people like you and, uh, and, uh, and I just had a, uh, a prior uh, interview with uh, uh, Mercy, um, uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, ¿cómo se llama el lugar este? La señora Jamie Freely from Mercy, um, the Mercy, oh, God. Well, I'll recall the name in a minute. She came, and they're they're working side by side with you guys. They they created a hotline, and they're working with teens that are in drugs, that are trying to get out of drugs, that have needing, and they're referring them to you guys. And you know, there was so much combination of that. And I'm like, oh my god, this is really neat because our teens are needing this type of work. I think it's important to know as well that our facility. It's from all over Texas. Entonces, tenemos estudiantes que vienen de Amarillo, de the Valley, de todas partes aquí en una location. The Gulf Coast Trade Center. La compañía, the company I was talking about is Mosaics of Mercy. Now I got it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had it in my yeah. mind, but I didn't forget it. Yeah, Miss Jamie Freely, she's an, an amazing woman, and she's directing that. She's working with uh, Josh Wayne Mack, because you right. guys are working with Josh right. Wayne Mack as well. It, Josh Mack is really He's amazing. an amazing he's, gentleman. He's, 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 he's uh, so much more than... Then he has to. Okay. 
He's right. my mentor, so I know. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> does, guys, he does much more than An he amazing gentleman, and he's trying to connect everybody with mental health issues and uh, Officer Cash as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Constable Cash, he's mm -hmm. doing the most because he's the one facing all these kids. He's the one that's yeah. saying, you know, oh my God, this kid shouldn't be here because basically, you know, and, and he told me, Jenny, I, you don't even know the amount of ways that I go into houses and I see kids hanging, yeah. killing themselves. Mm -hmm. Or kids are, are just being stopped or they're having so much issues with drugs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Because kids of are resilient when supported. Exactly. Kids are resilient when they're supported correctly. Okay, eso es lo que acaba de decir. Ella tiene mm. el, el centro de comunidad, comunitario de tres centers de Gulf Coast. Ellos trabajan 24-7. Ellos no tienen tiempo para descansar. Siempre hay una persona porque es residencial. Así que hay jóvenes viviendo en el mismo centro. Al mismo tiempo que tienen este, eh, consejería 24 horas, tienen, tienen planes de cómo ayudar a los jóvenes eh, tener eh, tratamiento combinado junto con estrategias y goals para enseñarles a cómo salirse de la droga, cómo salirse de los problemas, cómo, se y cómo, cómo conseguir un trabajo vocacional. Nuevamente, Trade Centers es vocacional. Golf Coast, Centro, Centro Vocacional de Golf Coast sería la traducción completa del, del nombre de ellos. Ahora, este, lo que más me asombra es lo siguiente, es que ellos están en combinación con muchas agencias del, del área que los refieren a ellos. La gente viene de otros estados, de, del Down the Valley se vienen, de, otros, de otras ciudades, vienen y quedan, se quedan aquí, hacen los tratamientos allí y tienen las terapias ahí, tienen los consejeros. How many counselors do you guys have on staff? So we have, we have a staff of around 90 people wow. out there. So we employ about 90 people there uh, between Gulf Coast Trade Center and the Raven School. Okay. Uh, what's interesting you know, there's a lot of different outreach programs. Gulf Coast Trade Center is a residential program. These young men come and live on our program for seven to nine months of their life. You know, these these young men are court ordered there. Uh, their community, they sure. failed in their community, right? Mm -hmm. uh, their community is looking for options. So the they they're no longer welcome in their public schools. They're no longer uh, welcome at home in some cases. So Uh, the court has ordered those young men into our care. They come to us, and our goal is for a kid to leave with his education, which he's most often very far behind on. Public school is not an option uh, because they've fallen far behind. We want them to leave with their education, with their uh, with their job skills, with their their we get their driver's permit for them while they're there. These things that. They don't have a family support structure to do. And our goal is for a kid to leave and be employable because the number one thing that will keep you out of trouble is getting a job. And so our whole goal is, is, to t is for that young man to leave our program and be employable. Wow, Johnny, that's a lot of work. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do believe that people like you deserve more than an applause. <laughs> because uh, you know you're dealing with kids that are troublesome mm -hmm. that are not wanted by society that are not wanted by the parents they're not wanted by anybody else well, and then you become they they know they they're not wanted well, so imagine their their self-esteem is in the lows they haven't had many victories in mm -hmm. life wow a lot of losses and they've been told more times of what they can't do right than what, what they, they can, can do, do. 
Right. So that means they're neglected completely. Mm-hmm. Or they're only wanted because of how they can provide money fast, dirty money. Oh, mm-hmm. that's another type. So that's a whole nother another aspect game. Exactly. Of, of what we work with, yeah. Okay. Ellos se encargan de transformar vidas, básicamente. Estos muchachos que llegan al centro, por eso es que dice que tienen que, tienen que estar 24-7 ahí. Eh, los muchachos están ahí de alrededor de 7 a 9 meses cuando llegan. Muchos están mandados por la corte. Eh, cuando llegan a la corte, ni el papá quiere saber ni la mamá de ellos, no quiere saber la ciudad ni la comunidad, nadie quiere saber de ellos porque son demasiados problemas los que han dado. Son muchachos que vienen frustrados con un montón de problemas. Tienen una maleta bien grande de problemas. Y son court appointed. O sea, que la corte le dice, bueno, te vas a ir allá y te vas a quedar ahí nueve meses. Y ahí vas a comenzar a aprender a qué. A que te enseñen una carrera. A que te enseñen a trabajar. A que te enseñen cómo sanar tú personalmente. Porque tienes que ir a clases con consejería a salirte de las drogas, a mantenerte limpio, a, a mantener todo lo que la regla de la ley les pide a ellos con el court order y tienen que abide con las reglas que están en el centro. Y entonces, Gulf Coast los acepta, los trae, los ayuda, los transforma, lo hace que se gradúen de la escuela porque tienen una escuela en site que se llama Raven, porque estos muchachos no pueden ir a una escuela regular. Ya les ya Conroy SD, New Caney, Montgomery, ya le dijeron no queremos nada con ustedes. Ustedes no vuelven aquí. Entonces, eso es lo que los tiene. Estos muchachos, lo acaba de decir Johnny, han tenido muchas pérdidas en su vida. Nunca han tenido una ganancia. Entonces, el que ellos salgan graduados de Raven School, el que ellos estén viviendo allí, de que tengan, les sube la autoestima. La autoestima de ellos está así, ¿verdad? Bien bajo, bien bajo. No se creen ellos mismos, no se quieren ellos mismos. Y las familias que los quieren, los quieren porque pueden hacer plata rápido. Que es otra historia mucho más grande. Uh-huh. O no los quieren para nada porque realmente no sirven. Muchos padres se desligan completamente a estos jóvenes. Y eso es lo peor. That's the worst thing when your parents tell you. You're not worth it. You don't have anything. You just, you shouldn't have even been born. I heard that. Mm-hmm. And so there are times. parents that do want what's best for their child. They just don't know how. You know, we do have parents that are supported, that do want to see their child do better, do more than what they could, but they, they're at loss too. There, there's a lot of negative influences in mm-hmm. the world. You know, and, and, and a lot of these young men just went down a wrong path. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, they're, you know, we shouldn't throw them away for that, right? Exactly. They, they're a product of what the parents are. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this. We bring kids to this world, and we're supposed to abide by them. We're supposed to give them the right tools. We're supposed to be backing them up. We made those kids. Mm-hmm. They didn't make themselves, mm-hmm. okay? So we're responsible until they're 21. Mm-hmm. So if... If I have a bad environment where I'm in drugs, what's going to happen with my son? He's going to be in drugs. Well, and a lot of these young men, you know, we try to teach a lot more than just job skills there. Exactly. You know, how to grow up and how to be a man, how, how to, how to take, re- take responsibility, how to communicate. A lot of these kids don't know how to properly communicate. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to properly walk into the room and introduce themselves to you. They just have never been taught that no. by example. And so... I use this example that if you took me and put me in into a room with the leaders of the world, I would feel uncomfortable. 
I, I, I'm comfortable around mm-hmm. folks in my surroundings, mm-hmm. but I would feel uncomfortable in that setting. So I'd feel more comfortable when I get back around my people. Exactly. These kids are the same way. We're trying to teach them and get them to raise to that next level, but they're not really comfortable there. Mm-mm. They're they're comfortable in that bad mm-hmm. setting. So a lot of times when you have to understand when this kid lashes out, he gets pressure on him and he lashes out and he starts to cuss and he calls you a name and he looks like just the biggest problem in the room. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that he's bad, it's that he's embarrassed. Or scared. And scared. Because he doesn't know how to act so in this situation. Basically, basically so, his anger management and his instincts so, so are you, kicking so he, in so instead he, of his... He reverts to what he knows, right? Okay. And so we break that cycle of, of that. You know, we, we want to teach this young man how to cope, how to cope with these pressures, how to cope with, with, with these things, learn new things. I, you know, it's, it's a sad thing sometimes that I've taken a kid out... Um, maybe a 17-year-old kid and would be out on the road and stop to eat lunch and the kid uh, just locks up because he doesn't know how to order off of a menu. Mm-hmm. Never done it in his life. Yeah. Wow. You know, so... I'm sorry, you, Johnny, you, you're going to make me you, cry. <laughs> but, you, but you realize there's so much more to, to that skills to teach a young man to be successful than, than just to just swing a hammer and read a tape measure. Exactly, exactly. There's so much more that goes into to that. Jordi nos acaba de dar una, un, 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 una evaluación básica de lo que él ve diariamente, de lo que él trabaja, de lo que Marisa y él ven todo el tiempo. Jóvenes que no tienen idea de ni siquiera cómo comunicarse que para ellos es difícil este, decir yo quiero o yo necesito y porque ellos nunca fueron educados de esa manera, nunca tuvieron esa educación donde ellos pueden entrar y como dijo el antito Johnny, los lleva a comer y no pueden ni siquiera cómo saber elegir algo de un menú, cosa básica que lo hacemos todos nosotros. Uh-huh. Estos jóvenes no tienen eso. Muchos jóvenes vienen con problemas bien serios de los cuales solamente ellos pueden vivir y lo que pasa es que ellos se cierran en sí mismos y no saben cómo hablarlo. Entonces, lo que hace este grupo, esta agrupación, es transformarlos, enseñarles a cómo ellos pensar, cómo controlar su, su rabia, su, su dolor, su opresión, cómo convertir todo eso en algo positivo de manera que puedan dejar salir toda la rabia y todo lo malo y todo lo negativo que les ha pasado en el trabajo. Muchos de estos jóvenes, acuérdense, que vienen de casas donde quizás han sido violados, maltratados, han visto drogas, han visto toda clase de porquerías que quizás usted y yo no lo hemos visto, pero ese es lo que están viviendo de ellos. También, como dijo Marisa Nancito, muchos padres de familia están yendo al centro y están detrás de esos muchachos, porque sí hay padres de familias que sí les preocupan sus hijos, que sí están envueltos en la vida de sus hijos, pero los hijos no quieren progresar o no, por algo los está bloqueando para que no progresen. Por eso, eso es lo que hace Johnny. Johnny y, y Marisa y todos los 90 empleados que trabajan en, 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 en Gulf Coast Trade Center se encargan de ayudar a que estos jóvenes puedan ser ciudadanos responsables, padres responsables, hombres responsables. Crear un hombre, como dice Johnny, no es uno que van a venir que, ah, no, hay que crearlos, no solamente con decirle, 
la droga no se usa, no. Hay que enseñarles a cómo sentarse, cómo caminar, cómo tienen que reaccionar, cómo poder hablar, cómo reprimir su rabia, cómo poder serse responsables de sus propias acciones. Eso es lo que es ser un hombre. Y muchos de estos muchachos no tienen ese background. Entonces, Johnny con Telestaff viene y le enseñan de cero a cómo ser hombres, de cero a cómo, ser, cómo reaccionar, cómo decirle que está bien lo que sienten, que es normal sentirse así y apoyarlos y no juzgarlos, que es el problema más grande que tenemos toda la humanidad. We like to judge people. And es lo peor que podemos hacer, juzgar a la persona. No estamos en los zapatos de nadie. Yo no estoy en los zapatos de Marisa, yo no estoy en los zapatos de Johnny, Johnny no está en mis zapatos, o en los zapatos de mi director. No. Cada uno tiene su propio problema y cada uno tiene sus zapatos. Pero ¿cómo vamos a hacer para que yo entienda que los zapatos tuyos son diferentes a los míos? La única manera es comunicándonos. Y eso es lo que falta. La falta de comunicación desde que están chiquitos con los padres hasta cuando llegan a esa edad donde ya no tienen solución alguna. And I'm saying this is what's happening in our families. Mm -hmm. The lack of communication between the parents since they're little. Mm -hmm. We come home. The phone. Oh, my God. It's a, you, I've seen them. You go to eat. Mm -hmm. Mother, father sitting in front of the restaurant. Everybody mm -hmm. in the phone. And nobody's having a conversation. They're in a restaurant. Why did they went out? Mm -hmm. That's the first question. Yeah. And see, if a kid that is five years old is running up and down, the mom is in the text, the father is in the text, the bro big brother is in the text, and the kid is running up and down, and he's standing by, and he's coming, and he's eating, looking at mom and dad, and he continues playing around. Those are the kids that are having problems, because they're seeing like, well, my mom is in the phone, my dad is in the phone, my brother's in the phone, nobody's feeding me, I'm going to do whatever I want to, and he's running up and down in the restaurant. Well, and those basic social skills that we learn as people don't get learned at that age so something that we haven't mentioned is our students at um, Gulf Coast Trade Center they don't have technology they don't have phones they cannot get on the computer wow. only for school purposes so they bring it back all the way to understand if I want this then how do I say it without getting angry do I know another emotion other than anger and sadness because for them you know as I work with them they don't know the difference some of them don't know other emotions they don't know how happiness can feel like or how joy or sad that if it, it's okay to have anger but it's how you express the, the anger, anger. Uh, exactly. we all have anger we're yes. all normal like that. exactly and it's for them understanding because i'm so angry is there something wrong with me no it's how do we communicate that what makes you so angry what is the root of this tree that's about to die but we're trying to water it Wow, that's a hard job. You guys have a hard job. <risa> Ellos trabajan con jóvenes que vienen, acuérdense que vienen con toda esta tra trayectoria de problemas y ellos no saben cómo darle el outlet, cómo darle la salida a la rabia que tienen adentro, al, la rabia con el mundo y con todos los seres humanos que les hicieron daño. Ellos no saben cómo, cómo en, en su mente hacerlo y encima de eso no pueden comunicarse. Así que, el trabajo de, Maris, de Marisa es tan obvio porque básicamente ella le toca hablar con ellos, enseñarles que sí, es normal tener rabia, es normal no sentirse bien, es normal no querer separar de la cama, es normal estar enfermo. O sea, enseñarles qué es lo que es normal porque esos niños nunca tuvieron una comunicación con padre y madre. ¿Por qué? Porque definitivamente tenemos un problema grande en esta sociedad que la comunicación de tecnología es lo mejor. No hemos olvidado de ponernos a hablar normalmente y me molesta, a mí me molesta, porque yo prefiero que tú me llames por teléfono a que tú me textes. 
¿ok? Entonces, estos niños, esta generación, la generación Y, la generación X, la generación eh, Z y la generación T que viene ahorita mismo, sobre todo la, la Z y la T, son los muchachos que más necesitan ayuda. Porque esos niños desde que nacen están en el teléfono. Es fácil. Estamos, te estaba explicando a Johnny, le digo, estamos en un restaurante y tú ves al papá, a la mamá en el teléfono, el hermano mayor en el teléfono y el niño corriendo para arriba y para abajo, para arriba y para abajo. Y el niño tiene cinco años. El chiquillo no está en el teléfono, pero él está viendo la actitud del papá y la mamá, que no les interesa ni siquiera darle la comida. Eso estamos viviéndolo actualmente. ¿Por qué van a salir con sus hijos a comer? ¿Y por qué van a llevar los celulares? Resulta que en Gold Trade Center los muchachos no tienen ni un celular. No, hay, no les permiten usar nada de tecnología, ni teléfonos, ni computadora. Y la única manera que usan las computadoras es cuando están en la escuela, están estudiando, pueden utilizar la, la comunicación con la computadora. Mientras tanto, no. ¿Por qué? Porque hay que enseñarles los instintos básicos de principio antes de enseñarle a un niño que la comunicación en la computadora es principal. We have supplemented the basic living of the kids since they're born with, I don't want him to cry, here's the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to, oh, here's the television. I don't want him to, oh, here's the radio. Well, you know, hello, mm -hmm. we're supplanting our work as parents. Because if that kid is uncomfortable, I can get a book and sit him down and he needs to right. read. Not ask him why he's uncomfortable, okay. just give him a book. Right? Yeah, just give him this game. You know, and it's, it's, so, like I said, we work with these young men for seven to nine months of their life. Wow. It's, we, we have to undo a lot uh, in a lot. seven to nine months. Mm -hmm. And so we don't save every young man that comes through our program. You know, we, we know we don't. Because it's hard. Some, it's hard, and some kids go on. It. And, some kids go on and make the wrong choices mm -hmm. later. But what we know that we do is that we gave them a choice when there was no choice. Some of these young men were headed down a road where they didn't have many choices. They had no choices but to go the wrong way. We know that at least during their time with us, we gave them another path. We gave them a, a, a skill set. We give them a, a path to success. Uh, ultimately, it's up for them to choose that to choose path what they want after to do, they exactly. leave us. But but we know that we give a young man choices that didn't have choices before. Ellos dicen que, Johnny eh, me acaba de decir que ellos no salvan a todos los muchachos porque realmente es imposible. Muchos muchachos vuelven y caen de nuevo. Eh, pero lo que sí les dan a ellos son la elección, elecciones de vida. Saber enseñarles cómo diferenciar entre el mal y el bien, de lo que están haciendo mal y de lo que están haciendo bien. Muchos muchachos que llegan al centro no tienen otra opción que o siguen en este camino o van de vuelta al camino malo porque no tienen más nada. Que eso fue lo que aprendieron toda su vida, el camino malo. Y eso es lo que tienen que aprender a elegir. Diferenciar entre las, las, las elecciones personales que van a afectarles a ellos al final. Muchos muchachos, corrígeme, este, eh, Marisa, regresan al centro. Unos sí, unos nos llaman. Que estoy haciendo bien, tengo familia, tengo trabajo. En lugar, otros nos llaman, me metí en problemas. ¿Cómo me puede ayudar? Todavía llaman otra vez para la ayuda. Y okay. aquí siempre estamos. Ok. Hay 
ayuda recurrente, por lo que estoy viendo, porque básicamente muchos muchachos dicen que los llaman para decirle, ¿sabes qué? Muchas gracias, sí, está viendo bien, estoy trabajando, tengo familia, estoy todo bien, y, y siguieron el camino correcto. Pero muchos también llaman, necesito ayuda porque estoy en problemas nuevamente. Y ellos vuelven y lo aceptan. So that's the recurrent ones that come back to you guys. That means they're seeing that there's a lack. We're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Voy a tomar un break ahorita. Por favor, este, sintonícenos. Manténganse en sintonía. Vamos a volver en unos minutos con ustedes. We're going to take a break. And uh, we'll come back in a couple of minutes with you guys again at uh, Golf Coach Trade Center. Hola, this is Jenny from Voces en Acción, and I'm going to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, First Financial Bank. If you wish to purchase your own home, but you don't have a social security number, First Financial Bank can help you. Their ITN home loan program can be a perfect option for you. They are here to help you. You can reach them at 936-439-1800. That number again is 936-439-1800. 1800. The American dream is at your reach at First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank is an equal housing lender, member of FDIC. Hola, les habla Jenny de Voces en Acción. Estoy aquí para hablar sobre un patrocinador de nosotros, First Financial Bank. El préstamo hipotecario ITIN puede ser una opción excelente para usted. Están a sus órdenes llamando al 936-439-1800. Repito, el número es 936-439-1800 y descubra cómo le pueden ayudar. El sueño americano está a su alcance en First Financial Bank, prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FDIC. Estamos de nuevo, de nuevo con ustedes nuevamente, estamos con... Uh, Gulf Coast Trade Centers y estoy speechless, estoy sin palabras, básicamente, por el solo sentido de que lo siento en la carne propia. O sea, el que no ha pasado por lo que yo he visto y lo que yo he vivido, el que no ha pasado por trabajar con jóvenes, que ha, ha sacado jóvenes de drogas. Yo tuve un hijo con problemas y que estuvo en drogas por mucho tiempo y gracias a la transformación de muchas personas y la ayuda de muchas personas, yo pude salvar la vida de mi hijo. Mi hijo ahorita mismo, gracias a Dios, está casado, tiene sus hijos y le va muy bien, pero porque yo tuve el derecho de también pelear por lo que yo quería que era para mi hijo. Ahora, nosotros como madres y como padres tenemos ese problema serio porque no podemos comunicarnos claramente. Estos muchachos que llegan al Golf Course Trade Center son muchachos que ya no, las comunidades no los quieren y que realmente no se puede hacer más nada por ellos. Y ellos encuentran una esperanza, quizás la última para ellos en este centro. Un centro vocacional que lo que hace es transformarle su vida. Pero también el centro vocacional necesita voluntarios, necesita donadores, necesita sponsors, necesita todo lo que podamos dar. Es el único centro donde quizás aquí en el área de Conro, en el norte, en Montgomery, tengan acceso para vivir residentes. Necesitan, you guys are needing everything then. You're needing beds, you guys are needing food, they're needing everything because you need to control, you need to keep the, the people that are coming in. Yeah, we need to keep the mission going, you know. And so we're funded, obviously, by by our daily rate that we work with our our uh, counties that send us youth. But we're a, you know, we're a nonprofit agency that, that is constantly looking, looking for, for assistance, for, for assistance sponsors, to, exactly. Because the, the, 
the more resources that we can have, the better job we can do. Right. Guys, you're listening to it. Um, thank you for coming, for staying in uh, in line right now. I'm I'm talking to Johnny and, and to Marita, and and it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking that we, as a society, we have left our teens in aside, and we have not even catered to them. And those kids right now, they're coming from everywhere in Texas, and they're staying uh, seven to nine months in this vocational trade center, and they're needing food, they're needing clothes, they're needing everything, they're needing everything. And guess what? You guys are they're nonprofit. Johnny's team, all of them are nonprofit. They're, they're getting donations. They're getting donations from everywhere. If we can do something, is donate. Be a sponsor. Give time. They're needing mentors. You guys are needing mentors, oh, am yeah. I right? Mm -hmm. If you're interested in being a mentor, I'm going to go ahead and ask our producer. I think we're able to go ahead and pull the, um, the website for uh, youth so I can go ahead and I put it in a TV so you guys are able to go in and see how Golf Trade Center looks, which mm -hmm. it looks amazing, and mm -hmm. how the Raven School is working with it. You can check our website. Also, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're out. We're on Facebook posting. Uh, I'm telling you the link. I'm right. It's updates. in the gctc.us. And some of those moments are, as well are during the holidays. Um, you know, the holidays. Uh, right there in the bottom. Right there. GCTC.org. US. Dot US. Mm -hmm. Yeah, either one I think will take you. That's right there. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, GCTC.US. Then, then it needs US. to go to US then. That, US. that, that changed. They, they used to both send you. There you okay. go. <laughs> Ahora tenemos, we have in, in, in the website, you're able, our producer is looking at it. Thank you, sir. Um, the website, and I was, that's a Raven School. Mm -hmm. um, it was incredible. I, I want to see the facilities. If you go to About, click on About. See, that's what I want to see. See, mm -hmm. this, this, their facility. And they're, they're if you go ahead, keep going, scrolling down. All, all the stuff that they're offering. They do residential, they do case management, they do counseling, okay? And we're talking about counseling, look at that, sex offender <laughs> counseling, God bless you guys. <laughs> uh, education in drugs, drug treatment, drug trauma, PST, D, GS, PTSD, mm -hmm. uh, todo eso que están ofreciendo, si se pueden ver ustedes ahí para que lo vean, el Golf Trade Center um, eh, tiene un website completamente equipado con las cosas que hacen, dan educación, dan eh, entrenamiento vocacional, ¿ok? Dan transición y después de cuidado, si necesitan también. Eh, residencial, eso es ya para muchachos que están siendo mandados por la corte para que se queden allí, para que duerman ahí, para que vivan ahí por nueve de hasta nueve meses y para que transformen su vida con algún tipo de entrenamiento social. Están ahorita mismo buscando, buscando asistencia porque quieren renovar la piscina de ellos. Están buscando donadores, están buscando todo lo que se pueda para poder. Usted puede entrar allí, preguntar, mire, eh, go ahead and put in the Raven School area, click on Raven School. Tienen una escuela, keep going, keep going now. Esa es la escuela de ellos. Tienen una cancha de basquetbol, tienen sus salones equipados con computadora. Son salones pequeños porque usualmente tienen que ser salones pequeños. No creo que sí. no pueden poner más de 10 personas mm, por grupo, ¿verdad? Correcto, sí. Tienen que ser grupos individuales pequeños, menos de 10 personas, menos de 10 jóvenes, porque acuérdense que el profesor tiene que lidiar con todos esos muchachos. Esos muchachos no son muchachos mm. eh, 
con problemas normales, ¿no? Esos muchachos que ya los problemas se les fueron de las manos. Así que tienen que tener un control. You guys have a police officers on site as well? We do not. We do not. No. Wow. So we are a non-secure placement. Um, mm -hmm. I guess we forgot to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're... I guess you could say we're secured by the trees. We're, we're, we're considered staff secure. Staff you know, secure, we, we, yeah. we, we watch and monitor those mm -hmm. youth 24 hours a day. Um, unfortunately, at sometimes if a kid mm -hmm. exhibits certain, certain behavior that's outside of our scope of being able to handle that young man, then he may be removed and sent to a lockdown facility. Okay. Uh, we don't when, want that to happen. And when, it, when it's removed, that means you call the The officers, the constables, they come in and they take usually, the kid. Usually it, it's, a, it's a decision made by that youth's probation officer. Officer, exactly. And, and, and they make the decision to go ahead and, and issue that directive okay. to apprehend. Ellos no tienen policías en el área. Es una facilidad que mm -hmm. está abierta. Eh, eh, básicamente el staff completamente protege a todos los jóvenes. Están constantemente 24-7 vigilando y sabiendo cómo están, cómo se monitorea a los jóvenes. Hay jóvenes que sí se han salido quizás de sus casillas y han hecho cosas que no deben de hacer y, y lo que pasa es que entonces ellos se comunican con la policía automáticamente, estos jóvenes los sacan y los meten en centros donde están básicamente juvenil la juvenil, pues lo mandan a la juvenil de nuevo donde tienen que estar trancados y ellos no quieren, y muchos de estos jóvenes ya han estado allí y no quieren volver a eso así que muchos toman la oportunidad para poder agarrar y este tomar la, eh, eh, mantenerse tranquilos así que no hacen más de cuatro cosas porque saben que pueden terminar sí. nuevamente en caer en lo peor uh -huh. um, en las escuelas tienen el currículo en código tienen les enseñan a sacar su licencia les enseñan eh, eh, oh sí I was going to touch in that in a minute um, is, uh, John is talking uh -huh. to me about about the population and we're going to go back in a minute on that uh -huh. Go back to the main page. Okay, um, that's the school that they have. The student services center is right there. Um, basically, um, they the contact you can go ahead now. I have to say something. They catered, and that's something that is really bad that I have to say. But basically, they're catering more to the Hispanic community, mm -hmm. and it's sad to say because that's what's what's happening. Because we have mm -hmm. non-parental parents and no and parental and parents that are, don't really care. They just brought kids to this world and they don't care. And that's what's happening right now. Y con el dolor en el alma lo tengo que decir. Ellos tienen la tasa más alta es de hispanos en este centro. Y con el dolor en el alma, lo tengo que decir, uh -huh. estos jóvenes ya no se quieren ni siquiera recuperar mucho de ellos porque nosotros como padres estamos dejando de ser padres y queremos seguir haciendo lo que nos da la cara en la calle, ¿ok? Y por eso nuestros hijos terminan en centros como estos. Eso no significa que sea malo que terminen allí, porque estos jóvenes están siendo cuidados por gente que quieren realmente que el joven eh, eh, cambie. Pero está en nosotros como padres, de que están chiquitos, en criarlos como deben de hacer, para que estos jóvenes no terminen en una cárcel por haber matado, robado, por haber eh, eh, ofendido sexualmente a una persona o, por, o cualquier cosa por el estilo, porque ellos hayan tenido una niñez que no deberían haber tenido. Y esto es lo que está pasando. Este, Jenny, si puedo decir algo. Como ah. latina es muy difícil... Estar allí y viendo que hispanos son la mayoría de los estudiantes. Porque yo sé, nuestra cultura, familia, es muy importante. Entonces, cuando yo veo que la familia de ese estudiante no está allí, es como, bueno, ¿dónde está mi cultura? 
¿Y mi cultura dónde está? No hay una identidad cultural de, de hispanos. Imagínate tú. I'm so sorry. I'm La familia that. es We're todo. Losing the Hispanic We're losing it. I'm you know, serious. I'll tell you something, my experience for being in this business over 20 years. When I first worked with this youth, and, I, and I'll speak on the, on the Hispanic youth, they, they may come from a broken or rough family. Mm. But at that time, you could always get this young man on the phone with his grandparents. Mm -hmm. And there was a grandparent or matriarch or patriarch of the family that would lift them lift, up. That told them the right way. What was going on is wrong. This is, and you had this strong family support at that level. So that you, means they're not looking at the, and I, that's a generational stuff that we were talking about right. in a minute because they're looking at our builders or they're looking at the baby boomers, mm -hmm. but they're not looking at generation but, X that are the parents. But see, we're the generation yeah, X. That's what that's, that's what's happened now. You fast forward to now, and you take that same youth. There is no supportive grandparent mm -hmm. anymore. There's not. There, there, there's, that's that's gone away. It's yeah. sad. It's gone away. It's, so so where are we now? Now we're now we're in two three generations of negative behavior. Wow. So we've got, Generation we have cycle. to break that cycle, mm -hmm. right? We have to break that cycle. Completely, completely. Y eso es lo que estábamos hablando. Nuestros padres tenemos de, de, de o sea, la, es generacional lo que está pasando ahorita mismo. Debido al COVID, la mayoría de los baby boomers y la mayoría de los builders, que son las generaciones más viejas, se han muerto. Quedamos la generación X, que esa es la, la que está ahorita mismo, que somos los padres de familia de todos estos muchachos, ¿ok? Y como nosotros no nos comportábamos, porque estábamos en droga, andamos en gana, nuestros hijos agarraron la misma. Entonces, cuando llega, dice, dice Johnny, llegan al centro, ellos buscan el apoyo de un abuelo, de un tío, de una persona, porque esos son los que le están dando realmente el apoyo moral al muchacho y le están diciendo, ¿sabes qué? El problema tuyo es este, y tú tienes que cambiar en esto y esto y esto. Pero ¿sabes qué? Qué lástima que el padre y la madre no lo estén haciendo, porque papá y la mamá tienen que haber hecho eso. Y como lo dijo el antito este, Marisa, ella le duele como consejera ver el montón de jóvenes hispanos con problemas mentales. ¿Y dónde está el papá y la mamá? El papá y la mamá no están por ningún lado. Estos niños están en la calle. Y eso es lo que está pasando en esta ciudad. Eso está pasando mucho en el mundo. Y eso es lo que yo, por eso que traigo yo a, a, a corporaciones como, como la de Johnny y Marisa, para que vengan y hablen y digan la verdad al que le duela, pero que se lo digan en su cara. ¿Ok? I am so sorry, Johnny. I'm very straight with my community. And I told them, you know, I bring you guys because you, are, you guys are telling us the truth right, right from scratch. You're saying, this is what's happening and this is the truth of it. And if we don't change our generational spectrum, it's going to be a cycle. Y si no cambiamos eso, sigue siendo el cycle, el cycle, el cycle. Y por eso tenemos niños, muchos de los hispanos que están en Huntsville, que van a estar dead road, es por esa situación. Porque han matado, porque ya llegaron al extremo que van a matar, porque ya salieron de las manos de la comunidad y ya no tienen más nada que hacer. I'll tell, que, you, I'll tell you, uh, we helped a young man that um, came from West Texas. Yes. And he... Uh, He went through our program, did a great job. Mm -hmm. He started work mm -hmm. uh, at a business here in, in our community. Mm -hmm. While he was with us still, he, he did some work we, on a work experience program that we had for him mm -hmm. because he was a good kid. Yeah. And, and so we found him this job. He started to work there. This company was so impressed by him that they said, hey, when you get out, you, you have a job here. We want to hire you. 
we'll even provide. we'll even help you find a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And so this young man had to make the tough decision to leave his family in at home and his bad influences and to take this job which which could be a career for him. Mm-hmm. And I took him to work one day and particularly when he was getting ready to leave our mm-hmm. program, he was nervous because it was a big decision. It wasn't just taking a job. It was leaving a family. At mm-hmm. 16. At 16 years old. And he told me, he said, do you know if I do this and and I'm successful, I'll be the first one. And I, I kind of looked like, what do you mean? And he goes, my brothers have been in jail or prison. My father was in prison. My grandfather was in prison. My uncles are in prison. Oh my God. He said, I'll be the first one if I do this. Last week, that student called me, and he's doing good, and it's been hard for him. But he'll call me my office once every two weeks, and he we'll feels, talk about it. Sometimes he feels guilty for doing good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y me asusta, porque realmente es lo que está... Johnny me acaba de contar la historia de un muchacho que agarraron de West Texas, del área West Texas, de 16 años. El muchacho se corrigió todo, trató de hacer, pasó el programa, y ya casi saliendo del programa, lo habían mandado a hacer un trabajo, y la compañía local lo quiso contratar. Y dijo, ¿sabes qué? Trabajas también, queremos que te vengas a trabajar con nosotros. El muchacho comenzó a pensar realmente si podía hacerlo. Para él era una decisión tan dura porque él tenía 16 años y era dejar su familia completamente, olvidarse de la familia por completo y tener un trabajo y vivir normalmente su vida y hacer las cosas normal porque quería salir adelante. Él no quería quedarse entre el, el meollo de la suciedad, de las drogas, de la cochinada, de donde vivía. Él no quería eso. Y dice que cuando lo estaban llevando al trabajo, Johnny lo estaba llevando, le dijo a Johnny, Johnny, ¿sabes qué? Yo creo que voy a ser el primero. Y le preguntó Johnny, ¿por qué? Dice, sí, el primero que no está en la cárcel. Mis hermanos están en la cárcel, mis tíos están en la cárcel, mi papá está en la cárcel, mi abuelo estuvo en la cárcel, sería el primero que no estaría en la cárcel. Eso nos pone a pensar mucho a todos. Cuando este niño ha vivido en un círculo de, de salir y entrar de cárcel, de mamá, de, de papá, de abuelos y de todo, en la cárcel, imagínense la vida de ese muchacho. Y dice, me acaba de decir, este, este, Marisa, que el muchacho está haciendo bien, que está trabajando, que ya se asentó y que cada dos semanas lo llama y hablan y todo lo más. Acaba de salir. Y ya se ha transformado su vida y está trabajando productivamente porque lo quiere hacer. Tenemos que romper ese ciclo. Tenemos que romperlo. Now, what is it that you guys are needing from the community, from the Hispanic community right now? What is it that you the most thing that we're needing from the community so I can just call the alerts, start passing the word, making sure that you guys are, you know, and then the other thing, what is the, um, the advice that you will give us? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it's more than anything is to be aware that uh, places like us exist, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You know, one of the things that um, people hear a story of a place like ours And everyone thinks that it should exist, but they don't know. No one wants it in their backyard, mm-hmm. right? Everyone says a place like that should exist, 
but I don't want to see it. I don't want to. I don't want it near me. Right. Yeah, so those kids are by influence uh, to my kids. It, it's hard to find. You won't find anyone that doesn't think that our mission is good. Our mission is noble, but people like to keep it at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that's done, but but you do the work. you do it. So we need you know on our website there's there's a a, a tab to donate. Mm-hmm. Donations are always good for us. Uh, we've got some projects on campus. We've got a. Um, our swimming pool on campus has been there since the 90s. Uh, we need a, uh, some help to overhaul that, that system. If, if there's a, uh, someone out there that, that's willing to help us uh, overhaul that, those are things that we just don't have the extra funding to, to, to do, to do exactly. those, those major projects and things like that. That's something that, w- that adds to the experience that our youth have. We're looking always for community partners, uh, folks that uh, – uh, that we can find activities and, and community uh, partnerships that we can work with, that mm-hmm. our kids can come out and, and be involved in. Um, and we have to see if, if those things are, are good fit, are good fit for our population. You know, we have to be careful with our mm-hmm. population. We don't, we can't take them everywhere. We don't want them to be a danger to anyone else. We don't want anyone to, we don't want them to be a danger to themselves, but, but. Are we, are you able to receive, uh, for example, because I have a, I have a church that told me that they're trying to do um, educate the youth mm-hmm. of the church, which they're fine, but they want to go ahead and show them the real things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are you willing to accept a church with kids that are willing to go in and learn and see what is your facilities we, and understand that this is a no-no, but at the same time, this, there's hope. You know what I mean? We we have uh, different church organizations that come in. We we work with the Archdiocese, uh, Galveston, Houston. Galveston, Houston. They come they come every Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, the deacons come in every Friday and, and meet with youth there. Uh, we have some other church groups that that come on site. We have some of our youth that have been involved in going to, to different churches off site. Okay. That's always welcome. Uh, we don't bring outside youth into our campus, okay, uh, just because of licensing requirements. Right. Exactly. We, we we can't uh, bring you know it's just just too much uh, uh, liability through licensing there mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Okay. But like I said, you know, people that are looking to to make a difference, if our mission touches someone out there that, that they say, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Um, call us and ask us how you can help because okay. because we can find a way exactly. if, if, if you want. And, and um, like I said, there's different projects that, that we have going on. There's our vocational shops that we're working with the kids in the construction shop or the bricklaying and masonry or culinary art shop, they all need supplies, right? Exactly. They all need supplies. And those are things that if we had a bigger budget for more supplies and more things, we can just do a better job. Exactly. We, we can do a better job with more resources. Exactly. Exactly. Eh, estamos hablando con Johnny referente a las necesidades. Le pregunté, Johnny, ¿cuáles son las necesidades realmente del centro? Y el centro necesita donaciones. Definitivamente. Pero no solamente donaciones. Ella, él explicó algo que eh, estamos, nosotros, como el ser humano juzga, eh, siempre decimos, ay, qué bueno que hay una organización vocacional para muchachos que están en drogas, que salen de la cárcel, etcétera, etcétera. Pero vamos a mantenerlo a un lado. Porque yo no quiero que mis hijos se junten, aunque estén, o que no estén cerca del área mía, porque yo no quiero que mis hijos se junten con ninguno de esos muchachos. Entonces, realmente están haciendo una negligencia mental 
por más que te dicen, sí, queremos ayudarte, pero realmente no quieren ayudar, porque realmente no se quieren involucrar. Hay personas que sí son caritativas, hay personas que sí quieren dar. Y en el, en el website, como dice, donate, quieren donar, ahí está. Presionen donar y den lo que puedan. Pero también se necesitan no donaciones económicas, sino personas que quieran trabajar gratis de su tiempo en sentarse a platicar con un muchacho, un mentor, una persona que pueda sentarse, que tenga la mentalidad lo suficientemente abierta para sentarse con un muchacho que ha estado 20 o 25 años en droga y que está tratando de reformar su vida. Y que en vez de, de juzgarlo, le diga, muchacho, tienes talento, tú puedes seguir adelante. Eso es lo que se necesita. Y entre la comunidad hispana hay muchos mentores, porque somos una comunidad muy familiar y es lo que más duele, que en ese grupo haya un montón de hispanos que no tengan la facilidad de salir adelante porque nosotros le hemos cerrado la puerta. Johnny necesita gente que le dé plata, sí, necesitan dinero para la, el pantry, necesitan ayudar para la comida, necesitan reconstruir la piscina. A ver si la comunidad hispana hace algo por ellos. A ver si nosotros como hispanos, ahora que este show pase el lunes en, eh, eh, ¿cómo se llama? al aire, yo quiero ver cuántos de ustedes llaman por teléfono a Johnny y le dicen, Johnny, aquí estoy yo contigo, te podemos ayudar a reconstruir esa piscina. Hay un montón de personas que escuchan este show y si tienen el dinero para tomarse una caja de cerveza a fin de semana, tienen el dinero para poderlo dar, para que un joven salga de problemas. Por favor, tóquense el corazón y comiencen a ayudar. Por eso los traje a ellos. Marisa, tú sabes uh -huh. lo, lo duro que es lidiar con ellos. Danos un consejo para que pueda, en español para que puedas escucharlo de ti, que tú eres la que estás lidiando con ellos. Un consejo es escuchar, escuchar a, a la gente, a los niños, porque los niños sí tienen voz, siempre van a tener voz y su voz sí es importante. Y no juzgar, todos hacemos algo que no deberíamos de hacer, pero es la oportunidad, la chance de tener otra chance, de tener algo nuevo que le tenemos que dar, que le debemos de dar a los niños. Las iglesias. Las iglesias están para ayudar. La iglesia de la Arquidiócesis de, de, de Galveston, Houston, va a los viernes a, al centro. Pero también a otras iglesias. Yo tengo un pastor al cual yo creo que él escucha todo el tiempo conmigo. Eh, voy a hablar con él porque él quiere voluntariarse y el, y el grupo de él para poder ir a hablar con ustedes. Y, y yo creo que sería muy bueno que ustedes se comuniquen con él. Um, I'm telling them that basically there's... A lot of community churches that are working and they're working, the Galveston, Houston, the Diocese of uh, the Catholic Church is working with them on Fridays. But there's other pastors that are out there that I know that are willing to help and I'm going to contact them directly. Well, you If know, we, we have to do this show, it needs to go air. This, no, this show needs to be an uh, open eye for the whole community because that we cannot let this happen. I want those the, kids there. The more there. these kids can be touched by by something or someone in a positive manner while they're with us the better we can do on the end right exactly and and what i mean by that is is the more positive influences yes we can exist there and 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 work at the bare minimum to mm -hmm. get to get by and provide these services that we do but when we have a something extra when we have this extra event or we have this extra ability to to that 
this young man that they look forward that to. they look forward to yeah it, it's just, it adds, give them it a little gift once in a while mm -hmm. do christmas parties with mm -hmm. them do thanksgiving with them go take them uh, uh, skating roller skating mm -hmm. one day you know yeah. it, things like that and it all because takes funding kids, it all takes and it funding takes and the ability to exactly. do that exactly right? and not only that and if it takes funding and it takes a boss and it takes the the ruling and the, the mm -hmm. licenses or whatever it needs yeah. to be done it needs to be done mm -hmm. because those are human beings yeah. they have never had a happy birthday Do you know their birthdays? Hey, if we can only just get all their names and their birthday and send them a little note for the birthday, it, that's a positive. Let everything. me tell you how positive that is. And, and because it's not all tied. I know when, when, a, when, a, when some folks, when they hear about an agency like us and we talk about a donation or help, you know, we obviously money, a money donation is, is we'll never turn a money donation exactly. down. <laughs> that's that they, but, but people think that's all it is. Exactly. But it's not. It's just like what you said. Mentoring. We do. We have a a, a a Miss Falcon who runs our cafeteria there, and she took it upon herself to start a, a birthday program mm -hmm. of, of baking birthday cakes for for the kids and recognizing their birthdays. And you'll have a 16 or 17 year old kid. I've seen this happen multiple times that she's baked a birthday cake for that young man, and he's happy to share this with the others there to cut his birthday cake because he said it's the first birthday cake he's ever had. Wow. That's that that that's not that an shivers. isolated incident. Exactly. That, that, that it it for us it comes as not a surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, we work with the group to build uh the beds. Mm -hmm. Sleep in heavenly peace. Yes. Exactly. We've done we've done some work with those folks. We'll learn. Um, uh -huh. some of our kids have said, "You know, I really like doing that program because I never had a bed." A lot of things, our kids get misjudged and labeled as troubled or these criminal. They're not criminals. They're kids wanting, needing love. And they are probably the most hardworking kids. kids that I know. And you can't teach hard work. Prove me wrong, but you cannot teach hard work. And they have it in, in them. them. Exactly. Exactly. Y eso es verdad. Eso pasa mucho. No nos ponemos a pensar que... Quizás donar el dinero sí lo necesitan porque nadie, nadie, nadie te va a decir, no, 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 no este dinero. Johnny y el staff necesitan el dinero para todo. Pero eso no es lo que están buscando ellos. Ellos están buscando que usted tenga un tiempo y un día y se siente y pida los nombres de cada uno de los muchachos y el, la fecha de nacimiento y que todos los años esos niños en su cumpleaños reciban una tarjeta que diga, feliz cumpleaños. Esos niños, muchos, la, 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 me está diciendo que la señora encargada de la cafetería tomó la iniciativa de que, que iba a celebrar el cumpleaños de cada uno de esos muchachos. Y esos muchachos, cuando los llaman para celebrar el cumpleaños, muchos dicen, nunca he tenido un cake de cumpleaños. Es mi primer cake. Y estamos hablando con muchachos hispanos. Qué vergüenza de padres los que no están. Y qué lástima que los que estén, estos muchachos, tengan tantos problemas psicológicos. Vamos a tratar de seguir en contacto con ustedes. Vamos a tratar de seguir dando lo más... My contacts, I got all the contacts of them mm -hmm. in my website. If you guys are needing any questions, please go ahead and contact us. 832-732-4744, that's my number. You're able to reach me anytime. Leave me a message if I don't answer. I'm more than welcome to give you the information in regards mm -hmm. of Gold Coast Trade Center. Si ustedes quieren ayudar en algo, lo mínimo, 
una gota, sabe más. A veces mi mamá decía que una gota ayuda más que un montón de agua, ¿ok? Entonces, esa gota que viene, que viene de corazón para ayudar a Johnny, al staff, a los 90 este, consejeros que están ahí y trabajadores, más a los muchachos, que cuánto, cuánto, cuánto tienen, ¿cuántos muchachos hay ahí ahorita mismo? Ahorita tenemos uh, 51. ¿Cómo Imagínate, ¿cómo hay 50 muchachos que necesitan ayuda un uh -huh. poquito más de 50 vamos a ver cómo la comunidad hispana reacciona y ojalá que ustedes puedan dar de sí porque bien triste sería que no le demos una segunda oportunidad a esos 50 hombres y la mayoría todos son varones qué lástima son 50 hombres 50 hombres que necesitan ayuda. Vamos a ver si nos ponemos de acuerdo y hacemos algo. Si estoy aquí para ayudarlos, la información de Golf Coast Race Center está en la línea. Gracias, Marixa, Muchas gracias. por tu atención, por claro. tu trabajo, por tu dedicación, mami. Claro. Qué, qué talento tan grande, porque trabajar con asistencia mental es muy duro. Pero te agradezco por la humanidad, muchacha, por lo que tú haces, sinceramente. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you for I'm just glad to have the opportunity mm -hmm. for for folks to know what we do. There, there's two ways that you can have a program like ours. One is to hide, you know, and, and, and just go do it in a corner somewhere and hope mm -hmm. that no one sees you doing it. Exactly. Because, like I said, it's, it's, it's not popular to have a, a correctional facility, facility. In, in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. But when, when I became director out there, um, I, I thought... That's not how I, I wanted to do it and not how I wanted our facility to be. Uh, we want to bring community mm -hmm. awareness to what we do. Exactly. We want the community. We want to come to a, a, a spot when we know that we've done our job is when the community is proud to have us there. Exactly. Proud of what we do mm -hmm. and involved in what we do. I think we can do a better job when the community is fully aware of what we do. They're proud of what we do. Uh, proud and of they our don't turn men. their back on those 50 kids yes. or whatever. And you know what? I can't guarantee you what's going to happen to those kids that come mm. through our program. I can't guarantee their future, but I can guarantee you what will happen to them without programs like ours. Not right? only that. You know, and, and, and it's not just our program. Exactly. Other programs, it, it takes an effort. And mm -hmm. without these type of programs, um, the community will suffer. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, not only that, Johnny, you say you cannot guarantee me, but you know something, what you're doing is giving them a seed. Mm -hmm. And which, when you put the seed in the right pot with the right amount of water, amount of water mm -hmm. yeah. and sunlight, it'll, yeah. it'll come back to them. And yeah. when, they're, when they're out there after the treatment, after everything happened, mm -hmm. they will remember. I used to hear Johnny saying this. I used to hear my counselor saying this. I'm going to act on this. I'm going to, you know, because that seed was already planted. We have planted. to try. We have to try. Exactly. You know, I, I, when I see a young man that leaves our program, you know, when it's on their discharge date, one of the things that I always do when I shake hands with them, I just say, don't ever forget us. That means? Don't ever forget us. Mm -hmm. Because it matters. It matters to those guys. We, we've been there for a long time. One of the things that we do Uh, is we also buy a GED ring. Yeah. Oh, oh, we buy a class so ring. Cool. Because these, these young men come from a, a typically come from an anything. environment where exactly. they've never had anything like that. And if they achieve that, then we want them so to So we buy them that class ring for, for, for getting that achievement. That is so nice. We've had um, grown men 
reach back out to yes. us after being out of our program for 15, 20 years and have their class ring on their hand. Wow. They, they, it, and, and to hear them say, it keeps me going straight to, to never forget what, where I came from. Where I came from. Eso es interesante. Miren que ellos tienen tantos años trabajando con la comunidad, que muchos se han graduado. Ellos se encargan de que cuando el muchacho se gradúa de la escuela, que termina su, su, su diplomado de, de GED, o sea, la adquisición de, de, de el equivalente de lo que es un diploma de, de secundaria, les regalan el anillo, el anillo de graduación. Y muchos se han quedado han, pa han pasado su escuela, han sido hombres que han vuelto a la comunidad, han trabajado, tienen sus familias y después de muchos años regresan y se voluntarian y enseñan que todavía tienen el anillo. El anillo les recuerda a ellos de dónde salieron. El anillo, todo lo que ellos pasaron antes de llegar y después y de voluntarian. Y eso es lo bonito de esto. Muchos de estos muchachos regresan agradeciendo, agradeciendo y dando más de ellos a la comunidad que nosotros que no tenemos problemas. Así que, por favor, les invito a que se comuniquen con Gulf Coast Trade Center. La asistencia vocacional de Gulf Coast está disponible, no solamente para que ustedes donen, si ustedes saben de algún muchacho que necesita consejería, que necesita ayuda, que necesita, por favor, comuníquense con la señorita Cavazos, comuníquense con Johnny y hablen con ellos. Ellos pueden guiarlos y darles los tips. Me retiro. Gracias por estar con nosotros en Voces en Acción. Ha sido un placer nuevamente darles esta información y nos veremos en el próximo programa. Thank you so much for being with Johnny and, uh, and Marisa. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being with us. Thank It's you. been a pleasure having you guys and I wish I could do more for you and I will try to do more for you guys. <laughs> this uh, this but we, uh, we know that we have you and if you guys are needing assistance, if you know of any kid that is in trouble and in his, please contact Johnny. He will guide you to the right, right places. Please contact Miss Cavazos. She will be able to help you with it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you're not able to. You're able to get the counselor. You're able to get into the program. You're able to go and visit with them. You're able to tell the kids what's going on. And sometimes when you take those kids that are beginning to have a little problem to this type of setting and showing them how it works, Believe me, they start changing their life. <laughs> yeah. I have done that with mine, so I know. <laughs> Ellos cambian su vida. They, they, they do it. They will change it. So thank you again for being with us in Voces en Acción, and we hope to see you in the next, cha next chapter. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Jenny from Voces en Acción. We're going to talk about one of our sponsors, First Financial Bank. Are you ready to make your dreams come true in home ownership? The new affordable mortgage program at First Financial Bank can be a great option for you and your family. We're here to help you. Call 936-439-1800. Again, 936-439-1800 and discover how can we assist you. The American dream is at your reach at First Financial Bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hola, les habla Jenny de Voces en Acción y hoy vamos a hablar sobre uno de nuestros patrocinadores, First Financial Bank. ¿Listo para hacer realidad su sueño de comprar su propio hogar? El nuevo programa hipotecario de vivienda accesible de First Financial Bank puede ser una opción excelente para usted y su familia. Están a sus órdenes llamando al 936-439-1800. Nuevamente, el número es 936-439-1800 y descubra cómo le pueden asistir. 
el sueño americano está a su alcance en First Financial Bank. Prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FIDC.